Oh. Okay, it's it's recording. 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 <laughs> it's recording. <laughs> it's recording. <laughs> oh my god, there's an Irish person here. Our first Irish guest. <laughs> oh my god. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze, the podcast. We're rusty. We are, a couple things are up. We're sick. Yeah, so enjoy this nasty episode full of our bodily fluids. Yeah, germs galore. Also, this episode sucked balls. It is one of the worst episodes, if not the worst, <laughs> that I've ever seen. It is, like, it was, conf- it's so bad, I can't even... I don't even know if we're even going to talk yeah. about it in detail, but like, like maybe I can share the my reaction <laughs> to it. Yeah, which was when I was texting you, I was watching it, and you know, like nothing was happening for a while, and then I was like, oh, like this episode is kind of lit. Like, there's a fight. Yeah, there's you know swear words and like people grinding, um, a nice montage, and then all of a sudden. It was over. Yeah. Like, I thought we were midway. I thought we yeah. were at the climax and there still needed to be some falling action, but there was not. So no. after I finished watching it, I realized that I could watch YouTube on our PS4. Oh, yeah, baby. And then YouTube told me to watch the music video for God's Plan. And in those three minutes, I felt more than I have felt in the entirety of watching Friday Night Lights. Tears were pouring down my face yeah i watched god's plan on the go train and oh, great it was a bit of a scene yeah i get pretty emotional on train and bus rides yeah because like, you really get into your feelings you're looking out the window like yeah. the world is passing you by and depending on if it's like cloudy or bleak it's just like an extension of yourself out there in the wilderness and then and you're probably listening to like sad music from high school you're a hundred percent listening to sad music from high school um, and then you like switched and watch God's plan. And then you're just like, you're destroyed. I, and then you arrive at your destination at your parents' house. Like, fuck. You're just like a dejected. Now I have to be normal and like actually more than normal there's, because my parents are expecting <laughs> me to talk to them after not seeing me for like two months. There's like, um, something that happens to me when I go to new market where I'm like transported back into like being like a very, yeah. like Sullen, yeah. teen where even when I walk down the street I'm like if these streets could talk like I'm just like so <laughs> they would say we saw you get drunk behind chapters <laughs> 10 I'm years so ago fucking emo whenever I'm like on a go train yeah. and then have to go to my hometown and then you get home and then all of a sudden like you're a kid and your brother's your little brother and your mom's your mom yeah. and it's like everything sucks yeah it really just makes you think like oh great like my actual life outside of this is a horrible nightmare and this was the last time i was safe and secure so um, anyway so speaking of this which episode not, <laughs> um this episode is called keep looking it's called keep looking um I will keep looking for a better episode. Here's what I am thinking about it. (laughs) Um, Well, because the episode before this one is called On the Outside Looking In. 
So do you think it's like keep you're still on the outside, keep looking. <laughs> so, like you're not you haven't, you know. This do you think ex- it could be a little bit of a uh like a tie to that one? I honestly think that this episode was an afterthought for everyone. So they had to, to like jam it together with deleted scenes or found footage. And then like propel some kind of storyline through four second scenes. And then they were like, good enough. We'll just call it keep looking because it's like the same as the episode that came before it. Yeah, I will say like it's a masterpiece in editing. Oh, because none of those scenes go together. And yet they kind of became a little bit cohesive by the time the this episode was, was all said and like done. Like a psychotic like. I got whiplash like watching this episode. I told you I thought I blacked out. <laughs> like and I totally get it. So it's, it's so whack. Yeah. Um, so the <clears throat> summary is this. And now I th- kind of think I did black out because the first <laughs> sentence is court. <laughs> Coach is forced to play mediator as tensions erupt in the locker room. Yeah, that's the I cold over that. Luke gets recruited. Yeah. Don't really remember that. <laughs> Buddy deals with the trials and tribulations of fatherhood. I remember LOL, that. All the trials and tribulations. <laughs> Tammy deals with a troubled student. <clears throat> kind of. Yeah. For one second. The Lions welcome a new player. The Lions welcome. Oh, yeah. So the fight in the locker room was like when Jess is getting razzed and then razzing back like okay where like she can dish it out but also take it i wasn't super paying attention to that but then that explains later why (laughs) her and vince get in a fight yeah like but that's also i thought that it's like i had blacked out (laughs) because they get in the fight are you okay and then that's the end you know there's they don't resolve no they don't resolve it it's left completely open-ended like so but the but, fight is super weird because Coach, like, gets involved in their fighting. And then I think, like, it adds insult to injury for Vince because he's like, oh, like, daddy had to, like, break up our fight. And right. it just, his and pride is, And he's trying is, to like, be, like, a man for Coach. Yeah, and his, like, pride's probably, like, a little hurt. And he's also trying to, like, focus on, like, the guys. And it's just, like, like he's really bros before hoes in that locker room. Yeah, and I guess uh, he wants to keep those parts of his life separate, but, like, don't be a douche. And another thing is that, like, he, like, so Jess is, like, totally 100% playing along with the guys when they're, like, razzing her. Because she, her whole thing is that she wants to be treated like one of the guys, which, again, is, like, the problematic nature of football culture. It's, like, don't. It's like, don't like sexually harass people. It's like sexually harass me and I'll just like pretend like it's fine because it's right. I'm one of the guys. So Vince like defends her or stands up for her because the, the one of the guys is being like kind of weird. And then she gets mad at him for defending her because she's like fine with it. Like she's not offended by it. So then she like says that Vince is being overdramatic He's like, I don't want to have to stick up for you. She's like, you don't have to stick up for me. And it's just Jeez. very, very messy. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I can't really super bring myself to care about A, anything, or B, <laughs> this yeah. specifically. Um, so they get in a fight at the dance, a 
about it. Yeah. Um, he just bluntly says, like, I don't want you on, like, on the team. And then she brings up what we've been saying where she's like, oh, like, you were fine with me being your rally girl and baking you sweets. I don't know if she said that. But then she was like, but I can't be involved in football in a way that I find, like, fulfilling. Right. And she's also kind of, like, been dejected a little bit because she has a really good, like, coaching instincts and, like, tells Tink- or tells Billy, like, how Tinker is like missing some cue in the snap. And that's why he's like slow. And then Billy takes that analysis and like pawns it off as like his own. No, So she, before that, she gave Billy that feedback and he was like, shut up and take out the trash or something like that. Yeah, totally. And then at the dance, the fight happens. And then after that, oh, it's Billy, after? Get, Billy uses her feedback as his own which is a classic situation, uh-huh. but she's like elated. She loves oh. it. She's so happy. And it made me so everything about mad. this is so weird because like, it's a good, like on paper and on the surface. And then everything about it, else about it is the worst. Yeah. Like, obviously I want her to follow her dreams and be everything she wants to be. And like, whatever she finds interesting, I want right, her to and have be that able to like be a woman, like infiltrating that like male dominated space. But the show is not handling it that well. So bad. Yeah. Like wh- who ever would be happy <laughs> that Billy of all people steals your idea and then coach like gives a rare moment of like not, you know, Yelling. screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, good. Like great insight. So right. now do something about it. And she's like, obviously she's happy that coach thinks her idea is right. valid. But no matter which way it's communicated. That is not accurate. That's not anyone's experience. No. Fuck. I get mad at like things like a tenth like of the severity of that incident. I would fly off the handle. (laughs) So if it were me, I'd be like pushing over laundry baskets and like throwing I'd be like, excuse me, that was my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so that's like the fight that they had. It was like in the locker room and it was like crazy and coach had to break up there. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, the Vince and Jess fight was not resolved and Vince is going through his own shit as usual yeah his dad's back in their lives he's not around as he said this is like he's like out for he's out for family dinners with them in their apartment this is the same kind of thing that we saw the first episode wait was it last episode yes yeah so it's the same thing like vince um voiced his concern and we thought his dad would be chill but like he's still doing the same stuff to make him mad. I guess he's not I living there. I think he's there. a little, well, in this case, like Vince is more mad because like the parents are like f- flirting and reconciling and right. he sees his dad like getting closer. And then like the truth comes out later that Vince is worried that I guess his dad went to prison for drug charges. Yeah. And he's worried that his mom's going to get pulled back into that world and start using again. Yeah. Because Vince was the one that had to deal with it when the dad went away. Yeah. Like, so that's like, you know, he flat out asks his dad, are you going to 
bring drugs around my mom or whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of like kind of getting a little deeper into the issue between them rather than like he didn't raise me to be a man, which is like kind of like surface level, not real. But like the actual issue is like the pressing issue is, you know, is my mom going to have to go back to rehab because of you? Yeah. And coach um, is noticing like Vince's dad, like uh, hanging around the football field, like for practice and stuff, like cheering on Vince and being very like involved in like as a spectator. So he asks like the alumni dudes, some of the local guys, like, do you know about Vince's dad? And they're like, yeah, he went to prison for aggravated assault and drug trafficking or something. And that he was like one of like the kingpins of the neighborhood or whatever. But That's then dramatic. they're like, but coach, like people can change. Like I wouldn't be here if people couldn't change. And like I wouldn't do the work that I do. If people couldn't change. So it was kind of like to we have like Vince's like perspective of like being very apprehensive of his dad. And then the community people or people that knew him being like you can't immediately assume that like he's horrible because of like things he did in the past. Yeah. And it's starting to look like maybe his dad's going to be fine. Like a f- positive figure right. we in sort his of life. end on a note where everyone's kind of like, we're in the realm of like forgiving this dude. Our brains are broken. What were we saying? Luke gets, recruited and somehow they all end up at TMU. Yeah. So like um the recruitment angle of it is fine because the guy the scout like comes to practice and like talks to coach and coach is like there to to see them you know approach Luke and say yeah we'll be in, in touch with you like we want you to come to TMU and like tour the facilities. Um and that's all good and like Luke's obviously very happy. Yeah, a true Texas gentleman. Like, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm so grateful, sir. Classic Luke. Yada, yada, yada. And then he tells the the guys that he has like six tickets to watch like the like the college game um, at like the 50 yard line, which I guess is like the best yard yeah, line. Like the coolest. The front row or whatever. Court side. Yeah. <laughs> front row at a fashion show. Um, and he has to get he has six tickets so i always thought that it was like not cool to like accept shit like to accept gifts so i think and i could be I think wrong that must be different because it's like <clears throat> you know it's not like tickets to see the only football team i can think of right now is the green bay packers <laughs> but it's not like primo <laughs> tickets to the packers you know yeah. it's just like you could potentially be playing on this team. So see how it runs. Yeah. So, cause I know that like we get into trouble with Vince and stuff later with like accepting things. And in the past we've seen players at, um, the other Dylan accept stuff and it not go great. So I like, don't know what's going on, but Luke is allowed to bring six dudes. He obviously brings like Vince and tank. The only ones we know. And Hastings. The ones we know. And then who are the other people he brings? Like some filler dudes. Yeah. Yeah, so our three BFFs and then some two dudes that we don't care about. And they, like, slowly, like, walk through the field. And then they slowly walk through the weight room. And then they slowly walk, like, somewhere else. And then while they're slowly walking... Someone um, pulls Vince aside. Yeah, and there's, like... It's so weird because, obviously, there's a meeting, like, set up waiting for him. And then... Like, cause he walks into a room and it's like all whole like semicircle of coaches that all like stand up and like want to shake his hand. So like, 
It wasn't but like, how did that come about? Because it wasn't all about Luke. It was all about Luke, but they already know like what Luke's up to. Like he's been like formally asked to go. And like Vince has had like those offer letters from universities. But as far as we know, no one's like personally come to like ask him to like ask him out on a date kind of. Mm -hmm. So I think um, people may the coaches that were sending like Luke around may have been like, hey, like Vince Howard. Or maybe he's like. (laughs) the who's on the list to come to the thing right. and they're like Ooh, Ooh, Vince like let's set up a little rendezvous right. with him cuz it's like it seems like it's like prepared and they were kind of like waiting for him to be there um and then the door like slowly ominously closes and it says like head coach on the door so it's like if we fucking get it like yeah it's a big fucking deal <laughs> so then they're just there having like a really good time and Luke is has this like new TMU confidence and it like makes him like ask out Becky again. It's very okay. So do you want to talk about the dance now then? I guess we could talk about the dance. Like, okay. So there's a big dance for a school that is so poor. I honestly don't even sure want to afford talk a lot about of decoration. I don't want to talk about it. Where the actual fuck did they get the budget for Texas Luau theme dance with like full blown, like thatched roof tiki huts yeah like a tiki bar yeah and like like beach chairs everywhere full themed clothing like there for every be, person is there sand on the ground yeah probably and probably like fucking like like dried starfish and shit yeah sand castles full on like so it is it's weird it's crazy it's why um, even if they fundraised it themselves they would not make enough money to no, they had like a they had like a DJ. Do they have a DJ? I, I feel know. like a DJ could probably come cheap in Texas. When they like show when they like came on to that dance, and I swear it was like in slow motion. It was like the like work video by Rihanna when they're in like um, what's it called? Um, the real jerk, mm-hmm. and it's like just a party, and everyone's like slow motion grinding. Like that is what this dance was. Yeah, for someone who's so afraid of sexuality, <laughs> Tammy really, um, she really lays low on the chaperoning duties. Yeah, she trades like chaperoning for like a, so that a teacher who's like a math teacher can go to like homework club, which is like Tammy's like, like brainchild initiative. Yeah. So yeah, so she like is a chaperone, and you think she'd be like chaperoning the shit. considering the slut shaming she was doing not that we're saying she should have done this but it just goes really is a 180 from like the literal last episode that we just watched exactly and like are you building her character to be like this or are you not right like is her only like is are we focusing like explicitly on homework club and epic or is this like and then everything else to do with tammy taylor like just falls by the wayside like what's happening like i didn't I think I went to one high school dance and it was horrible, but was it grade? It nine? was like the first one in yeah. grade nine. But totally, it was a much I video don't dance. Think it was you lit. would be allowed to dance like that. Am I no. wrong? No, no, you're not allowed. And also, like the dances at our high school were like in the cafeteria with like the they were in the oh no they were in the gym in elementary school. No, I'm saying they were in the gym in this episode. Oh, yeah. They were in the gym this episode. 
in our high school, they were in the cafeteria. So it was a very like low budget, unsexy. Becky is the organizer of the dance. She's on the dance committee. She didn't want Texas Luau theme. She wanted either under the sea theme or awesome eighties theme, which awesome eighties theme. You can never go wrong. Texas Luau is not even really Texas. It's just like good theme. Hawaiian Luau. Yeah. It's just Luau. It's just Luau themed. It would be cool if like, the boys were like cowboys or something. Like if that I was a dress code. I thought they looked real cute in their Hawaiian shirts, especially <clears throat> Hastings. Hastings is like the hottest person I've ever seen. His hair is like so weird and crazy. It sticks up all the time. And the boys were like, who are you bringing to the dance, Hastings? You obviously have lots of options. <laughs> like true. Got two right here. <laughs> I was like, everyone is picking up on the fact that this dude is like a total stud. Yeah. Um... So Becky is announcement giver extraordinaire and dance committee chair. She She loves extracurriculars. That's something I can say about her. Totally. She's the queen of extracurriculars and she's planning the dance um, at Mindy's house because she's still staying there. And Mindy is like, we see Mindy kind of warming up to her a little bit. Yeah, but nothing crazy. She just doesn't like actively hate her at this moment. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like the dance, like having the dance committee girls like come over to the house to plan was I think the episode's like big like aha moment of like Mindy softening and being like, sure, you can like do stuff mm-hmm. with your friends at our house. Right. <clears throat> um so at the dance, Luke hopped up on football. Um, uh, what it's it? really just like, yeah, it's like the adrenaline of being like scouted. I guess, yeah, like I want to look for a specific word, but as you know, my brain is broken. <laughs> um, when they like validation maybe is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, he definitely has like this new confidence because yeah. he knows he's the shit again. Yeah, so what I'm wondering is, like, do they think we forgot about the abortion? I think they think... Because I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I think that they think some people will forget about the abortion. So that, like, this will be, like, a cutesy reconciliation. um, And, like, you know, NBD abortions are, like, no big deal. It's fine. But I think it can also be read... And like an in for someone who remembers the abortion that like they there is some kind of history and it is some kind of like like nothing really horrible happened between them in like the midst of the abortion fight like they stayed civil with each other so it's not crazy to consider the fact that like they might get back together because they never stopped liking each other. It was just like the, their parents and like, like the horrible circumstance of I that. I don't even whole... think they like each other. Like at the end of the episode, Becky like looks longingly at a picture of Tim. Yeah. Like, I think I that think... was like uncle Tim is like watching over us. Ew, from heaven. No, it was more than that <laughs> anyway. Um, but, and also like, why would you want to date? Like Luke is like a cutie pie. But why would you want to date someone with like a psycho mom who like is out to make your life miserable? I don't know. I like, just I just don't think like 
I don't need this relationship. I think that Luke like never stopped liking her, but also I never got like a creepy possessive like vibe from him. So it's not like he's been like majorly obsessed with her. He just probably like always liked her and kept his distance after the abortion. And we all know that like, Becky had one trillion and one other things to think about. So her mind's not on like boyfriends or whatever. Um, But she might like feel comfortable with Luke or like remember the fact that they did have like a fun flirty time until, you know, everything was derailed. Like, I don't know. Literally just do it one time. They did it one time, but they were also kind of like, I think she like, I think when we talked about it originally, like she kind of like used Luke to like get over Tim or to sort of like channel her like feelings that she was feeling for Tim at the time. Mm -hmm. But then sort of like afterwards when he was actually nice to her, she was like, oh shit, like this guy is not like all the other guys. Like remember how he was like wanted to talk to her and she thought that it was like a one-time thing and like, you don't have to worry about being nice. Mm -hmm. So I think that like there's like good lingering things about Luke that she's fine with. And like, I don't know if I like didn't hate a dude and he was like, hey, like want to hang out? I'd be like, sure. Yeah, I guess. I'm just like, I, f- I don't know. I just feel like I just, he's I, I feel like they're forcing anything it. inherently. I don't... Yeah. Obviously, they need to ship these it's two not people. Like electric like him and Lila. No, it's definitely which not Which obviously be. was like a fucked up relationship, but like they were I could see why yeah. they were together. This is also like one of those like long-term like we're shipping them. Like they're gonna end up together. Like this I is don't, like But no, when you I don't ship them and I don't think anyone like is like that invested in them. Like there's no chemistry, there's no history. I mean there is history, but no like history like like a vince and jess history where it's like what happened like why are they like this it's like i don't know i think it's like i'm very negative about this i think it's like cutesy enough for like the general population that it can work yeah but if there's like luke and becky shippers out there like look at the big picture there's there's a guarantee there's like a computer wallpaper (laughs) Yeah, some live journal icons. Or like a YouTube like mashup video set to like There's just so many fictional characters that could fuck instead. You know? Yeah, it's true. Also at the dance, some more drama goes down. Epic. Yeah. Epic it's drama. It's epic drama. <laughs> LOL, we're comedians. So again, like I, okay, um, I must just be in a really bad mood today, but like, why the fuck did she want to get into that dance so bad? That is so stupid. That is reaching to the extreme. It is like, they just needed to get Tammy and Epic tangled up again. Yeah. That's like the whole thing with, with like Epic through this episode. Like she, they're like, they could use a character like her really effectively and also like respect respectfully and they're really just saying like she's a she's piece of idiot. shit like dumb like bad girl and tammy has to yell at her because like she's horrible and then that guy fucking calling epic a demon from hell no he called tammy a demon from hell 
it was her friend that did that. Yeah. I thought it was like the door guy no. that Epic was like threatening, who was like, she's a demon from hell. I thought it was Epic's friend saying Tammy's a demon from hell. Oh. Because she was like, what's up with, he was like, what's up with her? I don't she's know. She's a demon from hell. Hmm. I, I've read it. <clears throat> Well, maybe I'm like still think Tammy's a demon, <laughs> Tammy's a from, demon hell. from hell. I thought it was the door guy because like Tammy like saved him from like Epic. But Tammy's the one that like flew off the handle. But Epic was the one like screaming at the door guy and like relentlessly trying to get into the party. Regardless, no one's actually a demon from hell. No, that's <laughs> I mean, not this episode anyway. Right. But like so Epic like is in detention and then she beats up a guy. So I'm like. Like Logan Paul looking motherfucker. She beats him up with a textbook and then she gets okay. suspended. I think my DVD player did break. I just dropped so many things because <laughs> I don't remember this. And to be frank, I don't remember the recruitment part with Luke. And I don't remember Becky having her friends over. You're, you must have blacked out. <laughs> Why did I black out? What did I do? Maybe you were abducted did by I go aliens. To a fugue state. <laughs> But also, it could have been so fucking boring that you just like didn't. My brain it. just didn't rem- didn't make the memory like accessible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you were just like you you were texting what what seemed like one minute, and it turned out to be like ten. Maybe because sometimes oh it happens God. to me. Yeah, frick. And I am getting sick, so maybe my body's Honestly, like... your body's we like, we need to conserve yeah, our resources. Exactly. Like, <laughs> stop brain function from this and direct it to, you know, killing whatever <laughs> microbes. But the episode is still really short, which I don't think is something that we've talked about yet. So regardless if Katie blacked out or not, the episode is only... Third. You decide. <laughs> The episode's only 37 minutes. So it's like So I only blacked out for like five minutes. <laughs> it's fucked up no matter which way you slice it. Like we're Okay, I but I would remember <laughs> she beat up a guy on the show. So they were no, she didn't beat him up, but they're in detention. And she is this again. Ugh, it's all so annoying. It's again like she gets like singled out kind of. She like Tammy's like stop talking in detention and she has to go over there because like Epic and some guy are like quibbling back and forth and then Tammy asks Epic like so how's your math homework going and Epic is like math is stupid obviously I mean it's the worst like we have calculators like obviously it's not going great Tammy Taylor math is fucking horrible and then um like then the guy says something like rude back to Epic. So she takes a textbook and like hits him with it. Oh my God. That's so Anne of Green Gables. And then he jumps up from the table and then she runs over to him and keeps hitting him with the textbook. Oh my it's God. lit. Classic Anne. It's so good. But then she gets in trouble for fighting. Fair. And so. Be- okay. So then that makes sense when then she's like, what's your problem with me at the dance? Right. And then Tammy's like. I don't have a problem with you. Tammy's like flying off the handle every chance she gets. So like, yeah, Levi suspends her because there's a no fighting, like no, like zero tolerance or whatever it's called. And so I just like inferred that she was suspended because she was a bad girl. But like, yes, like that is it. But Tammy is mad that she gets suspended because she's like, she, there should be a way that like they can be at school and 
still be responsible for their actions because like now she's just gone. And if I'm trying to get through to her, like this is like a step backwards and Levi's like, I can't fucking do anything. Tammy Taylor, like stop trying to like no memory of this. So Tammy's like homework club, like blah. Like I, I want to like help these kids and Levi's like, Oh, well FYI, I just got off the phone with some dude who said I have to slash my budget by 25%. So like, I appreciate the effort, Tammy Taylor, but like we have bigger fish to fry. Was this in the cold open? No. So that's why Epic is mad because she's suspended. She wants to go to the dance. She's trying to bring some like friends with her. They don't let her let them in because they don't have IDs. And then Tammy gets alerted because she's chaperoning. And then they get into this like screaming fight. And Epic is again like, you're singling me out. You're picking on me. But there's no way that like kids who are like cool and like obviously like do drugs and drink, whatever. Like they don't have any interest in being at their friend's school the dance. The only thing I could think of is like, unless they wanted to like FSU at the dance. Yeah, like vandalize shit or like, yeah, or hit like make on fun like of people. Young girls. Are they older? Yeah, they like okay. look like older guys. It's kind of like it freaks and geeks when, um, they have that party and then like, um all like the other like old friends of like Daniel's like come to the party. It's like, why do you, why do like these 40 year old bikers want to come to this like teenage girl's right. house party? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So like, it's, I just think that like, and then Epic like knocks some like palm trees over when she's leaving. It's just kind of like, we see Tammy trying to help her and then the system is like not set up in a way to help her, but I'm not, I'm annoyed by everything. Like I get what they're trying to sell me, but I'm annoyed by it. Yeah. I just, like you said, it could be a lot more effective. Yeah. Ep- the epic thing is unresolved also. Cause like, obviously. Yeah. And I think it like remains unresolved for the rest of time. Okay. So don't get your hopes up. So let's talk about Buddy Jr. since you missed him getting drunk at the bar. Because I saw them eating steak. That's after he gets drunk at the bar. No. Yeah. It's right at the beginning when he first comes to town. So when they first come to town is when they're driving. He picks up Buddy Jr. from the airport, I assume, because he asks him how his flight is. And then they're talking about... The first time I see Buddy Jr. is them in the restaurant eating steak. And then he says Tammy has a nice rack. That's the first that I saw. Buddy Are you Jr. serious? You didn't yeah. see any of the other buddy stuff? No. Well, I mean, I saw them get in fight. That was at the end. Yeah. So you didn't okay. see him driving in the car? That was after they were eating steak. No, when he when he's like... Just as long as you don't make me eat Satan. Satan? What the hell's that? It's, it's, like, it's like wheat gluten. I don't know. Kevin's obsessed with it. Why? I don't know. He says it's like nature's meat. Well, nature already has meat. It's called a cow. Okay, I didn't see that part because what I saw... <clears throat> is this like riveting to people listening? I'm sure. Um, what I saw was... The first thing I saw was that he had met with Tammy. He had been there a while, apparently. And they were eating steak together. And then... Like, Buddy gets up to go and to the bathroom. His, that's like... And he steals his wallet and his car. <laughs> oh, my God. You came in, like, the middle of the episode. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, when they're How lifting did this weights. Do you think I, like, sat on the controller? Do you think, A, I blacked out, B, I got abducted by aliens, 
C, my brain didn't let me remember it because it was too boring. D, I sat on the controller or E, the DVD malfunction. I honestly think they're all equally possible. <laughs> I have to be really careful next time if it could be the DVD. And also just like careful moving through the world if I am prone to blackouts. I also just can't believe that we were like, the episode's so short. <laughs> Yeah, so it was only 25 minutes that I texted you. <laughs> yeah, you fuck. <laughs> oh That's my so god. so funny. Okay, so at this point, it's a <laughs> this episode is going great. It's clear that we um, are fucking this up, but it's the end All of, we can do is persevere. It's season five. We don't we have... We haven't fucked up yet. We don't have much to go on with the content of this episode anyway. So it's all par for the course. It couldn't have happened in a better episode. True. Okay. So Buddy Jr. <laughs> comes to town. My first note <laughs> is Tammy has to chaperone dance for homework club. <laughs> that to me was the first thing I saw in the episode where she's trading with the teacher. I'm literally dying. That's like halfway through. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, I'm crying. What the fuck happened to me? You know what? It's fine. It's fine. If you were abducted, I mean, at least you'll be famous. I went out of an alien embryo <laughs> implanted. True. Should I feel the back of my neck for oh <laughs> I either have a zit on the back of my neck or it's a little too convenient if you ask me <sighs> alright what should we do now should we just let's fucking wrap it up I don't know okay tell me more about Buddy Jr <clears throat> so like Buddy Jr when we see them interact at first it's just like very like obviously awkward because like um, Buddy thinks he's making like, a little bit of leeway because he wants to eat steak and Buddy Jr. doesn't want to eat Satan. So they're like, oh, you're like come to the right place. Like, da da da. So he thinks that there's going to be like a good kind of like back and forth with them. Um, but then this is going to shock you. I can't wait. <laughs> they drive past Garrity Motors and it's like for sale. Oh, I read this in a recap. And then I was like, what did I miss? Like, <laughs> Because I thought that maybe it was just like exposition when Buddy and Coach were oh like talking. talking. Yeah, no. But and I was like, did I just like miss that? So they drive past it, and then Buddy Junior's like, "Is that the old?" And then Buddy's like, "Yeah, like that's her or something." And then you think it's gonna be fine, and then Buddy Junior's like, "Wow, Dad, you really can't make anything in your life work, can you?" Wow, what a piece of shit. And you can see because we know Buddy. Because then it ma- now it makes more sense that like Buddy like beat him up. So now we, but we also know like the new buddy now and we know like where his heart is and what his goals are. And so you can see the pain on his face the second his kid says that. Right. Because he also is coming into this thinking like, I'm the dad. I'm going to set this kid straight because no one else could. Right. And then that's what he says at the end. And then he immediately gets cut down by his own kid. But I mean, to play Buddy Jr.'s advocate, like... (laughs) 
the last time he saw Buddy, he was like philandering. 100%. He was like a skeevy used car salesman. Like 100%. who can blame Buddy Jr. for, you know, <clears throat> lashing out at like this person who like basically ruined your mom's life. Uh, yeah, totally. And also like he's a teen boy. Yeah. Hello. Disgusting. Worst demographic. Um, <laughs> Sorry. To any and all <laughs> teen boys listening. Um, so then the next thing is that they go to the school because Buddy senior wants to enroll buddy jr in east dylan which again is like a culture shock Mm -hmm. for buddy jr so buddy jr is like roasting the school saying like is this like a mental hospital rude he's like i didn't know that you're gonna send me to the ghetto school oh my god and then to say that word buddy buddy is like um he says something like i don't appreciate your language or something like that like buddy like it's like, yeah. listen, this is my, these are my people now. This yeah. is my community now. Mm-hmm. And then they run to Tammy in the hall and she's like, oh, like, welcome, buddy junior. Like, you look like a grown up teen. And then he's looking at her boobs and she sees him looking at her boobs Ew. and she takes her like books and like puts them in front of her boobs and like holds no. them there. So that's why when they're at the restaurant, I, like, I was just like, he was like, great rack. And I was like, true. <laughs> like inappropriate a, it's but insane that there's like a history to yeah. the tammy boob situation and then buddy goes to the bar looking for buddy jr and he sees that like the doors open and there's like broken glass on the floor and he thinks that someone broke in and buddy jr is like just sitting on the floor with his shoes completely off in the dark like hammered so is he an alcoholic because that's a bigger issue i think that he's just like looking for any way to like act out or like what's a rebellious thing i can do i know break into my dad's bar and get shit-faced alone in the dark because i think it's like like who does he think he is tim riggins 100 tim riggins can hold this fucking alcohol compared to buddy jr like as a teen boy you think that's something cool you know yeah i guess so so then Buddy's like, this will, this behavior will not stand, like blah, blah, blah. And then they go for steak and then Buddy steals his credit card and car. Is he drunk when they go for steak? No, I think it might be like the next day or something. Okay. It's because like everything's so pieced together and like yeah. the scenes are just like one off mm-hmm. scenarios. Like we see them getting steak, which was prefaced in the original car ride of how like Buddy Jr. All he wants to do is like eat a steak. Right. Um, so then when he catches him in the car. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm really <laughs> shook. Oh yeah. Um, then everything pops off because, yeah. um, buddy is, he's had it with this disrespect. Most of which I just learned about five seconds Shocking, ago, but a long cavalcade of disrespectful actions taken also, by buddy jr in this very one episode horrible crazy things it's not like yeah. your kid is like standoffish to you it's like, like pam wasn't exaggerating that's what i was and like thinking. a pacifist like kevin doesn't know how to handle this no kevin's like like here like here's like that's the why stick. he gave him weed to mellow him out yeah i honestly was thinking the exact same thing like pam wasn't fucking joking around yeah. if this kid is like stealing cars yeah like I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah. The Garrity children are just fucked. The casting of the Garrity children, though. Uh, incredible. Are they his real children? It They look like it. Buddy Jr.'s head 
is the exact same head shape. Yeah, like you know those old timey like silhouettes yeah. drawings. Um, I can picture if they had two <laughs> facing each other, it would just look like two buddies. Yeah, two buddies. It's buddy versus buddy. Yeah, junior versus senior. Who will win in this episode? It's senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he catches him after he steals a car, they like fight, kind of like wrestle to the ground. Yeah, like not like beating him up. Yeah. There's no f- punches thrown, which yeah. I was relieved by because like. We don't need another J.D. McCoy situation. Exactly, 100%. So, but there is just, like, kind of some kind of, like, alpha situation, which is uncomfortable. But, I mean, Buddy Jr. can't be tamed. Uh, No. And then when Buddy Sr. has him kind of, like, subdued, he literally, like, rubs, like, his face. Because he's like, you're my tiny baby son. And I... And I find myself like having to restrain you physically because yeah. you fucking stole my car. Like this is, we found ourselves in an insane situation and all I want to do is like love you and care for you. Yeah. And Buddy Jr. is like, who, like, what is wrong with you? Like, who even are you? And Buddy's like, I'm your father. I'm your father. Yeah. Like, let me just be your father. And then even Buddy Jr. has like a moment of like yeah. clarity where he's like, oh damn, like, yeah, this like my just, life has been like weird. Since this isn't I didn't have just a like some stranger. Yeah. He's almost like projecting, like again, like more stepfatherness onto his like real father. It's almost like you're not my real dad, even oh, those though those are you... formative, a formative three years. Yeah, especially for a, a male. Yeah, because like, yeah, to like, I mean, Kevin's probably cool and all, but to live, <sighs> you know, with someone who's not your dad and knowing your dad's like a not a great guy like that's not easy for anyone yeah like you're you're tripped up by like who your role models are yeah and then like your identity like what does that mean about me because remember when the kids were little and they go camping with buddy they're like all about that vegan life and they're yeah. all about like um we're supposed to do this supposed to do that like kevin taught us this and buddy is like very like left out of the equation Mm -hmm. now buddy jr isn't turning to like anyone in particular he's like going inward and rebellious phase so neither of his dads is like what but he gets a third dad though oh finally he gets his coach daddy to set him straight um he joins a football team and literally everything's fine but I mean, doesn't it end right when he joins it? Like, it's not like everything's fine. It's like, here's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, um, coach, like, we. I think I understood it as like, no questions asked, like he's on the team kind of. And then when coach asks him questions and he doesn't answer yes, sir, or no, sir, and buddy tells him like, to yeah. do that, he like immediately answers every question, yes or no, sir. Yeah, it's like being back in west dylan yeah because it's like that kind of like rebellious um you know like spoiled kid like responds really well to coaches like hard assness yes and you something about coach taylor where like you can't let him down and you can't go against his word so like um even I don't get the feeling that like buddy is really doing this like 100% yet for his dad but he sees coach and he's like this is a man that I can't fuck around with. But probably coach was like, like he went to football games. Like he saw coach. Yeah. You know, he probably kind of looked up to coach in a weird way. Too. Especially like in the town, right? Yeah. Like everybody did. So now he's like on the football team. And for the five seconds that we see him is responding really good to coach Taylor's man molding. And I'm sure he's going to make some great lifelong friends. Yeah. I'm sure him and Hastings will be BFF. 
They do get like branded. Oh, good grief. <laughs> wow. So that was like a roller coaster ride of a subtopic. <laughs> Welcome to wine time. We're not drinking wine. We're sick. <laughs> um, we're sick. And if if anyone dares to tell me that hard cider is not a superfood tonic, I will slap you in the face. <laughs> like it's literally made of fermented apples. It's it's fruit, literally dude. like kombucha. It's like kombucha juice. Yeah, like um. I 100% agree. I'm all stringy cider. I also Thank miss you. mixed whiskey with it, which is some definitely some old timey remedy. You give whiskey to babies. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to definitely make chai tea and put whiskey in it later. Like, this Yum. is all I know how to do to cure myself. Yeah. And I mean, alcohol, you pour it on wounds, safer to drink than water. <laughs> like... <laughs> We are historians and we are doctors. So if anyone has any questions about any of the above, don't add us. We don't care. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're drinking cider to cure our ailing bodies. But more importantly, we have a review. We have a review. Finally. The last one was left three months ago, you guys. That is despicable. <laughs> That's in three months. We've done six episodes. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Never mind. It's fine. Don't worry. This review is great, though. Yeah. I think it like stands alone and it could just be review, review. Yeah. Um, so here goes. Um, the review is called 10 out of 10 coaches, ugly sunglasses throwback. I TBT. love it. Um, and it's left by. Kate love cats. Kate loves Kate love cats and other crap. Um, and I just want to say I didn't leave it. It really <laughs> seems like that's a name that I would have, but it's not me. Um, so here's what she had to say. <clears throat> As a longtime listener of this podcast since 2016, yes, Queen. Do you even remember 2016? No. Remember when 2016 was bad? <laughs> lol because like some <laughs> old dudes died yeah fucking Fuck that i should have wrote this review a while ago <laughs> um <laughs> but today there's a snowstorm so here's my chance this is my favorite podcast as a fellow feminist vegetarian who yes. also loves drinking wine and the occasional bud light lime katie and mary tell each episode the way i understand i.e. little to no talk of football <laughs> as the podcast series is coming to an end I'm saddened by the fact that there may not be another podcast coming from these fantastic women. I'll follow them on any of their podcast adventure that they may do. Parenthood, Nashville. I hope someday I can visit Toronto and have a chat and a coffee. Aw. That's sweet. If you do come to Toronto, add us on Twitter. 100%. Like, clearly we'd get along. We're into it. Um, but... Also just saying that we recently did an episode of Let's Talk Nashville where we got most of our Nashville like inner workings out to the world. So if you haven't <coughs> listened to that, um, the podcast is called Let's Talk Nashville and we talked about a recent episode. Yeah. Um, so thank you for your review. Yeah. It hit all the bases. People are so funny. I know. I love it. 
Okay, so yeah, let's talk about finish up with Becky. Yeah. It's actually my favorite part of this whole episode. Um, so you missed her playing the dance. She plans a dance at her house, at Mindy's house. And then Mindy comes back from... Okay, so while Becky's planning the dance, she gets a phone call, and it's her dad who's pissed. Okay. Did you see that part? No, I saw the part where the dad comes. Okay, so her dad is pissed because she, like, uh, like, um like took off in the night and like didn't tell the stepmom where she was going. So in his words, she's been worried sick about her. Yeah. Right. And that's what Becky's like. Becky's like, no, she's fine. Like she hated me being there. Like this is better for everyone. And the dad's like, I'm coming back to town and you're living with us. And like, that's that. And like fair. And Becky is kind of just like, yes, sir. No, sir. Sure. Whatever. Mm -hmm. She's very, after she like kind of, tries to fight him a little bit. She becomes very like submissive and Mindy overhears this conversation. Right. And so Mindy's like, yeah, her brain starts working because you don't talk like that. I mean, I didn't see this obviously, but my guess is yeah. that her brain starts working because you know, someone like someone spunky, like Becky doesn't just interact with someone like that. If there's not like a weird history of like just general like badness. Right. So Mindy, because we talked about this in the past of how Mindy like is that mom and sister combined. Like this is her years of like Tyra coming out. Right. Um, But Mindy is still not 100% like welcoming Becky into the fold. But we see things like happening now. Mm -hmm. So she's not vocal with like oh becky blah 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 but she's aware so then mindy because she's been sweating into the oldies because she's trying to lose the baby weight okay the baby weight quotation marks right and so she goes to an interview back at the landing strip and she has to go to an interview well i think she just goes back to be like like, i'm back bitches yeah, yeah yeah and so she comes home all mad and she's like needs becky as a gal pal. What is wrong with my ass? Nothing. So I finally lose every last ounce of baby weight and I go back to the landing strip for the first time since maternity leave and do you want to know what the fat ass manager says to me? He insulted your ass? He said... He said I could have a day shift. Do you know what it is like dancing for a bunch of farmers with a mouthful of breakfast buffet and the worst tipplers? The worst. And then... Becky is like, you know what you need to do? You need to go in there and negotiate. Negotiate your terms. Wow. And then they have like a really good conversation about negotiation. And then Becky is like, or Mindy is like, thank you so much. Like, that was great. And then Becky is like, by the way, I'm going tomorrow. My dad's coming to get me. And Mindy's like, oh, yeah. Like, I totally 100% forgot. And then it's kind of like weird because they had this like beautiful moment of like friendship Mm -hmm. and then like reality again set in. So Mindy is like, I will drive you to your dad's house. How much did I, (laughs) did I watch 15 minutes of this episode and thought it was a whole episode? So they go over there. Becky comes out of the car. I'm going to give you a play by play. Just make it quick, please. The mom, the stepmom is like, you can't go back into the house unless you apologize to me because Jesus like you're, Christ. you fucking did a horrible thing. And Becky's like, I'm like, she honestly doesn't even say anything. The adults are just kind of like yelling at her. And she's like, 
just trying to go in the house that they made her go back yeah. to. And it's a whole thing. So then Mindy comes out of the house and she's like, can you not? And then the dad's like, you can't tell me what to do. Get off my property. Like super Texas style. And then that's when Mindy tells Becky, like get back into the car. Right. Cause she, she sees it like, all the shit that Becky was saying originally. I remember that from watching it long the ago first where Mindy turns like really protective. Because she can just tell that like these people, these people don't want Becky there. Yeah. But they're forcing her to go there because it's like she's it's like a there. power move. Yeah. yeah. So she I knows. I think that's not a good environment for her. She knows that Becky will be like safer and more happy with them. So she makes her get back into the car. And then that's when we see the dad coming back over there. And that's when Mindy's talking to Billy and she's like, they're pieces of shit. Like, yeah. and she's really rude about like how they're acting and stuff. It really, to me, came out of nowhere, but I didn't question it. Oh, no. Cause it like, if you didn't <sighs> see even that part, like we know what the dad is the like and we know what the yeah. stepmom's like. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then I saw basically the dad being like, well, if you don't want to come back with us, we're moving away <coughs> and leaving you here, which is like, what? A, do you even care? Is about that even her? like, she's a minor, I think, still. Is They're that literally like, like a, it's like abandonment. It's like it's not allowed. A yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the dad like leaves and kind of Becky's a little bit shook. Oh, yeah. She's very she's traumatized. Like, well, now, like, fuck, you know. She realizes that like she has to live with the Riggins or she's not living and anywhere. And she already probably felt like she was like imposing Posing. on them. So that's probably difficult for her. So but she, then Mindy is like extremely like welcomes her with open arms and is yeah. like, no, you're, and Mindy it, you're even here tells, and it's fine. Mindy even tells Billy like she has to live here. Yeah. Like she absolutely has to. And Billy's like, for one minute you're telling me no. One million. Yeah. And she's like, Really fuck shut you, the fuck Billy. Up. Like, don't you understand the grabby situation? Yeah. So that's how Becky comes to be part of the Riggins family 100%. And then there's a beautiful montage where they're playing Boggle with the baby. And it yeah. made me laugh because we were talking about Boggle before. Premonition. Yeah. Um, um, and then um, Billy, like, goes off to work. And then he, like, kisses the baby and Mindy and then, like, like ruffles Becky's, Becky's hair, hair or, or whatever. Yeah, like it is like a And family. then she looks over at Tim and is like, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, are you out there? Yeah. Um, so that was my favorite part because Mindy is the best. Like I wish I had seen oh it. Oh my god. Because she also looks fly. Because I mean, we've she's been awesome. We've been seeing her like postpartum. So she's like, you know, like that tired mom, whatever look that they're trying to like give her and then it's like a stark contrast to like going back to work look mm -hmm. um so like i love it because she's like a fierce queen and she's will never let you forget it yeah she's awesome and i really love the like very the normalization of her job like it's not a big deal yeah, it's, it's a job it's a job yeah so and like you like go and negotiate terms like anyone else yeah. And, and you like have a meeting you yeah. would and they never had to preface it with like it's sex work, but or like I'm a stripper, but it was just like literally your job. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about Julie. Yeah. So. The so you can talk about the one that you saw and then I'll tell you what I saw. OK, so I saw Julie sitting at like a table outside in some sort of like school situation and buddy boy comes over and sits at the table with her and 
I don't even know like what he even says because I hate him so much that I stop listening. Mm -hmm. But he's basically like, I think he's like, should we like, should we talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. Or something. And then she's like, oh, like I'm busy tonight. Like I have a date or something. But he's approaching this in a very like, how are you good? Are we good? So then when she's like, I actually have a date tonight. He's like, good. Ew. He's like, that's really good. And then he like gets up and walks away. And then she's like, good? Like, what do you mean good? And then like, that's the end of that interaction. He's just like trying to make her insecure. And you, and then he walks away like all very like, my child, excellent. Thank you. And then she's immediately thrown because he fucking fucked with her again. Yeah. Um, so now you say what you saw. (laughs) Okay. Here's what I saw. The most, and, like having seen no other hide nor hair of Julie in this episode was extremely shook by when I see her knocking on his door in the middle of the night. And then she's being like, I mean, she is saying what she doesn't mean, yeah. but she has been like thrown into a tizzy and is like being manipulated by him. So whatever. But she's like, I don't think that we should even be together because blah, blah, blah. It's not right. And she's like, has this whole speech, but you can tell that she's like, wants him to say, no, like I actually, we should be together. But instead he like cuts her off mid sentence with a kiss, which is horrifying. Yeah. Because she's such a power move. He like, like she's like talking and he just shuts her up with his mouth. Yeah. And she's, her hair looks beautiful. I will say. And she's dressed up. So it's either post-date yeah. or it's pre-date. And so or you, there's not even a date. I think that like... But we've seen her. Like she's so isolated. She has no friends. She has no social skills. I don't think skills. it was like anything to do with anything. I think it was just like, oh, I, I, I had a date. And I think it's one of those things where she probably was prepping or the date was over and it was just fine. But it, all she could do was think about him because he like was in her head before she like went out or whatever. I be so, like, did we see proof that there was a date earlier in the episode? No, I just saw her dressed up. Like my instinct would be to say that she said it was a date. She said she had a date to like protect herself maybe from him and from like the weird feeling that she gets around him and then she like dressed up to break it off with like quote unquote break it off with him like to get that reaction that she was obviously trying to get that you could tell from the tone of her voice and what she was saying even though you know on the surface it was like we shouldn't be together but you could tell that she was she wanted him to want her yeah again it's like we know like this guy is just doing like it's like by the book but also it's like not presented to us in a way that we are like understanding what's going on because their objective is like get them to kiss again, like get them to like be together again because we have to like move to the next step, which is car accident. So like it's just like sloppily like handled and like they rush to get this like relationship happening again without it being like. I mean, it's a little bit, I mean, more than a little bit. It's out of the blue in this episode and yeah. doesn't really connect to anything yeah. else. But I think, I don't know if like necessarily it's 
like rushed or sloppy or if that just is what it is. Right. You know, like it is just like random hookups. I just, they're not like in a release. Yeah. I think that like, they're just like, we need to, the storyline is like one of our bigger storylines of the season. We just start like making shit right. happen. And because they're not teaching us any lessons with this storyline, they can just like fucking manhandle it and just make it, and make like Julie look like shit and make this guy like a manipulative monster. Yeah. I don't think that Julie, I mean, maybe I just like feel, I mean, I guess I did think she looks like shit and when I first watched it, but now watching it like more critically and I am inclined to believe that we're supposed to have more sympathy for her than we did after marathoning four seasons of her being a literal demon from hell. Yeah. It's and then true. now all of a sudden she's like a complex character. That's like, you know, it's true. Like it was meant to be watched in a non binge watching right. world. So we would like grow with her. Right. But also I'm not putting like that much confidence in the people writing these like characters and like writing oh, these stories. I am. I think that like these are the most complex characters that like you can watch on TV. But this storyline? Like yeah. Like I do think that like it's handled with a like a lot of um subtlety. Like just right. the way that they are acting and like acting towards each other. And I think that it is when we binge watch it, we do our we did ourselves a disservice because when you binge watch it, two weeks ago, like <laughs> Julie was telling her mom to fuck off. Right. You know, and you're still watching that Julie. When actually if you've watched it for five years, you see like Julie like growing up and then like her heartbreak with Matt. Right. And then, you know, like what like now she's like kind of, you know, I feel all alone and isolated. I feel like that is still comes into play. But it's kind of like what Marianne was talking about last week is how like no one mentions this right. as a problematic incident. So then I guess it's just it's hard to know. Like what like, their intentions were? It's just hard to know. Like was were the people watching it just blinded to it because it's such a trope? Right. Or, or but I think that the show is like commenting on the trope. Right. I also think that that would be true if Tammy wasn't so slut shamey in like the same episode. I think that really stands out to me as something that was mishandled, but that would be heralded as the right move. Like as like Tammy being like girls need to act this way. People would be like, yeah, they need to act that way. And then that Julie's acting not that way. Right. Yeah, I think that that's the problem for me is that that Tammy stuff happens at the same time. Yeah. And when we're seeing we're they're trying to like pitch Tammy to us as like being right. This like T.A. student thing is just supposed to be like normal or it's supposed to be like manipulative, but like also kind of exciting because like there's chemistry and like they're hooking up and like it's hot or whatever. Like there's, it's just like the juxtaposition of those two things. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah, it is. It's tough to say because yeah, I mean, I agree. The Tammy thing just like really seems out of left field. Yeah. Because we've like seen like evidence to the contrary assault handled 
gracefully. Yeah, better show. than this. Yeah. So, like, maybe we, I mean, I just wish that they had, like, explored the Tammy thing more last episode. I know we're still harping on last episode, but I mean, but we also, could talk about it for hours. But if you look they at- could have been more critical of Tammy and then explored the reason why she was reacting to it so strongly. Right. I don't know why they did it. And also, like, this episode, like, last episode being what it was, and then this episode being, like, such a... F- like a piece of shit episode, like where there nothing happens and there's no, like, here's what we learned last week or here's what we're building on. It's just kind of like a bunch of flat wobble, like just storylines that are just kind of like mashed together. Right. We don't get either like closure from that incident or we don't get, like you said, a deeper dive on where it manifested from. So it's just kind of like that we're left hang, hang out to dry from like, the Tammy thing and the Julie thing popping off in one episode. And then this episode's like a letdown. Yeah. I would like, I mean, my hopes aren't high, but wouldn't it be nice if there was a deleted scene where Tammy's <laughs> like talking to coach and she's like, damn, it's too bad that I was like so mean to those girls, but it just comes from a place of misunderstanding yeah. and fear. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know what? You're right. You must have some post-traumatic stress and some un- and some trauma that you never dealt with, but like, it's okay. Remember, you can always talk to me and I'm here for you and I'm a strong male <laughs> feminist with no uh, ulterior motives. It's true. But uh, my hopes are not high. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was this episode. That's all that happened. This We tried to bang it out, but ultimately it, wow. we got sidetracked. Caught up in the weeds a little I bit. I thought... I literally was like, this episode's going to be 15 minutes long. Well, if you only watch 15 minutes of it, <laughs> then yeah, no shit. Anyway, I have to go pee. Can we just hang up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging up on you. Okay, bye. Bye. <coughs>